practical sense as an adult like how do you fight against spiritual barrenness and feeling like stagnant like do you ever feel like you don't like like you don't know what you're doing or what to do next that's every, every day, day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you do Pray, read the Bible. Oh. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> read the Bible. Pray. Read the Bible. Pray. <laughs> well, yes, do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, but actually, actually, no, yeah, actually, actually no. yeah. Um, like, I feel like I've heard someone say that the moment you need to pray the most is when you feel like you don't want to pray. Like mm-hmm. that's the like the most important, crucial time that you should. So as much of a textbook answer it is, it's true. That is what you have to do. Yeah, and I have another textbook answer. <laughs> Because, well, someone told me, you can't fight it yourself. You still need help from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, okay. That's a textbook <laughs> answer for you. <laughs> like, you can't just go like, okay, I'm going to fight this by yeah. myself. And you got to pray, ask help yeah. from the Holy Spirit. I mean, not only that, because you, you do have a community. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, in our context, we have we have cell group leaders and people that we can trust, our parents, and um, like older people, more experienced to be able to um, help us through struggles. I was gonna say the same thing. <sighs> well, very textbook answer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like the good thing about having a community, it's not just like to fit in. Like you can fit into school, you can fit yeah. into your workplace. But the thing about having like, say, at our church, we have cell groups, and we have like, yes, please. <laughs> it's like. Say in our church, we have, like, cell groups where we talk about, like, our struggles and, like, maybe we read books together. But the, I don't know, for me, it's about, like, holding me accountable in my life. Like, I have a friend, not in my cell group, but, like, she always asks me, like, oh, do you read the Bible? Or did you read the Bible this morning? Like, I think that's a good way to, like, hold yourself accountable. Because you're not, okay, it's really cliche. You're not, you're... We're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> it's High School Musical, your guys' time. No? Okay. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I thought, okay. No, is it not? Isn't We're All In This Together the ad? No! no it's not that that's ad! That's no, no. That's what? That's like an no. insurance though. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well. Wow. Whatever. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> High School Musical is. I just didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Right. Nobody our age my, did not my, watch it. My friends all talk about it and I'm like, Well, I just have one more thing to add on spiritual barrenness. I want to say that it's not something that is like, it's something that will happen multiple times in your lives, you know? So like, it's normal in your spiritual journey. But what matters is like how we respond when it happens. So, well, textbook and that's, I think that's where the textbook answer comes in is that even when you feel like nothing, even when you feel nothing, I think it's good to no, it's good. You have to, it's you must keep on reading the word and surrounding yourself with the church community. And just a practical well not a well, this is stolen from the retreat as well. But um I think one of the main causes of spiritual barrenness or feeling stagnant might be um like the activities that we're involved in. Like while they're not it could could be. So the point is that you have to evaluate what you are spending most of your time doing. So like even though they're not sinful in and of itself, you know, like inherently bad, like doing drugs or like stuff like that um like it could be the at the same time it could actually be nothing that's it could be an activity that does not spiritually nourish you and if you if that's what you spend the bulk of your time doing 
it will eventually lead to feeling barren and stagnant. Because, well, my analogy is that if, like, if you take a plant and you say plant is a spiritual life, right? Um, if you do nothing, as in you don't, you don't do anything, like you don't pour poison on it, you don't, pour, but you don't pour water on it either. It will eventually dry and wilt, right? So, but you, so you need to actively pour and pour water and nourish it. So, like, yeah. No, I have another analogy. <laughs> Stolen from the retreat, also. <laughs> um, th- this one is more like, imagine your spirituality is like riding a bike, but oh. uphill. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. If you stop, you'll go down. Right. Yeah. So if you're feeling better, be careful. You might be going down. Yeah. No, not you might be. You will. Yeah, you, you will. 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 Yeah, of course. Like, you will if, be. if you stop, you will like you will go down. Yeah, you will you know? go down. Because it's so spiritual life is an uphill journey. You stop, you're yeah, you will yeah. roll down. Mm. Okay, moving on to the second half of this episode about living independently, getting a job, and moving out. The first question is, why do we work in the first place? And why does God call us to work? And what does it mean for us? I'll go first. <laughs> Richard seems oh. eager. <laughs> okay, Richard. Okay. Okay, I guess since the beginning, God created Adam and Eve to work, right? If you don't work, you can't eat. If you don't work, you can't survive. Obviously, they needed to harvest the food, grow the food, harvest the food and cook it to eat it and they needed to make their clothes and whatnot so to do with this god said and god blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fills fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth so i guess it's our calling to live the earth to harvest stuff on it and to work it right even though the context back then would be different to now and another take on this is is work a product of sin so obviously in Genesis, Adam and Eve, they worked, and then they fell, and then God sent them out, and they had to work the land outside of Eden. So is work a product of sin? No, because they had to work both before and after the fall. So work is a gift from God. It's not a curse. If you go to work and you feel like, obviously, you probably don't have fun going to work, but it's what God calls you to do, and it's a privilege to be able to work because that's what God calls you to do. In a small scale, obviously, you'll work to get money. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Yes. Right. That's yeah, right. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. I agree. Unless you feel to do unpaid jobs, then yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> but yeah, in a small... Again, it's back to that thing where, yeah, you get money, but you don't fall to the trap of loving money. That's the classic... Mm-hmm. Textbook. Yeah, classic <laughs> textbook answer. Exactly. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> But if you think about it, you need money in pretty much whatever you do right now. Even for your daily life, you need money to eat. Even when you are doing things on church, you need money to buy supplies and stuff. That's like the simplest thing. But of course, in the grand scheme of things, um, you are when you work, you are more like a reflection of Christ, a reflection of who you are as a Christian. So that means, okay, again, this is stolen from somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not inspired. <laughs> yeah, it quoted from somewhere that I can't remember, but crossway. I read this. Crossway. Oh, yeah, it's a crossway. crossway. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, crossway. Yeah. Like, if you're an employee, employer, then you treat your employee 
as person as if they're an image of God. So that means you're going that extra mile making sure of their welfare instead of just simply thinking about profits. This is work from the perspective of an employer. But when you are an employee, that means you work to the best of your ability to show that you are not someone who is lazy. Because if you are lazy and at the same time you're a Christian, this is like a bad reflection, right? You're not that becoming that agent of... Agent of like... Uh, oh, agent. Agent. Oh, I thought you said agent. Asian. I'm like, oh. Not Asian, nah. Agent, okay. Yeah, an agent. An agent. Ambassador. Of ambassador. An ambassador. Yeah, of ambassador. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess to going off on that is that what you're saying is... um. In whatever context we have, whether we're an employee or an employer or like, you know, whatever it may be, is that we have to remember we are God's image bearers um, and that um, especially as believers of Christ, um, we are we are called by him to be his agents of peace in the sense that we are called to be people who bring the gospel and who bring the peace that is offered in the gospel to, you know, the people around us that God places in the context of our lives. So like um, if we think about it in that sense, there's like no distinction between the sacred and secular work. I think a lot of people often might fall into the trap into thinking that, oh, um, we are only, you know, the only work that is um, advancing the gospel and preaching the gospel and stuff is the ones where you are like a, like a missionary or like you're like a full-time servant of the Lord. But like, there's actually not no that 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 distinction doesn't exist between that kind of work that's like sacred work and secular work of like working in a company or like in a fast food restaurant or whatnot, like any other work you can think of, because um, it is through, you know, that in every context in our in that God play, in every context that's engineered by God into our lives, all of them is used by Him to glorify Him and to bring that peace into the world. So if we look at work from that context, I think work is the co- when we reach that age of having to go to work, it's that context that God gives us to fulfill our calling to become that agent of peace and to channel, you know, his blessing and his grace to other people. Okay, this next bit might be more like suitable for me and Jeremy cuz as students high school students in like australia it's a lot of people get jobs as early as year eight because legally you're allowed to right so like what's your take on getting a job when was your first job when should you work is it okay to work in high school so to put in context i don't currently have a job and i'm not working um i guess my take on it is that we have to look at the priorities and what we what we are prior at this age and what like in that context of life um so for me um i see that like i'm studying in school i'm uh i I not only have do i have school but i also have extracurricular um things like um music lessons and um things like that and so i feel like so like for me having a job at this time i for me i don't see it as something that is a pri- a priority on my list to have um because what i see is my priorities right now is to 
learn and use the time that I have to uh to yeah well utilize the time to learn and yeah okay for me many of my school friends started working like really early on for context in Sydney you can work when you're 14 years and nine months which is like eighth or ninth grade but so I guess like I I think it's a good it's good to work it's good to get experience but like Jeremy said school is your number one priority but what I've noticed from my school friends that do work is that they stop working in like year 11 and year 12 because of course you need to put school first it's not that when you're in year 8 and to year 10 you get a job and you slack off school you still have to prioritize school prioritize school while working and that's when you learn how to manage your time but i guess when you're in year 11 and year 12 it would be a good idea to rethink if you're working or not yeah look you when let's say if you're already working Remember that you can always work later after you finish high school. It's not like you gotta work now during high school. Mm. You will be working for the rest of your life. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's part That's of true. adulting. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, when you are working as an adult, like, what do you keep in your in mind to do with money, spending, or greed? Money. Well, the obvious thing that comes to mind is definitely you got a budget. You have to budget. Um, there are a lot of approaches for this. You can just search uh, in the internet. But the one that I use is 50% for savings. And then whatever else. Like the other half is necessities. Necessities or wants. Whatever I want. Um, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that also includes, I don't know, eating out. Um... That also includes like tithes, also includes offering. Mm, yeah, that's it. Or let's say if you can't save 50%, then you have to adjust. Because everyone's expenses are different. But that's one thing, budget. If you already budget everything, you already know how much money you're spending, how much you're saving. It makes life easier. <laughs> yeah, I say like, well... I kind of have a different answer when it, if you're talking about terms of working while you're studying, then I would say like time management is probably one of the key issues because you need to be able to balance the time you spend working and studying and remember that you still have responsibility as a student. But when it comes to being a full-time worker, I really, well, the biggest issue is definitely, well, like, you know, how just, your life is just working every day. So the biggest issue is definitely how you manage your money. And I agree, I think to divide your earnings up front is really a good idea that way. Like, so like if you have some sm some spare money, then you know, oh, okay, I can use this to have fun or something. And I, I think it's not wrong to treat yourself out occasionally, like within reason, of course, don't splurge and, you know, do just be wise with how you spend your money and because at the same time, I feel like hoarding our money unreasonably and excessively is also bad. So it's just you got to figure out that somewhere in between. So like dividing um, like, yeah, your earnings with the basic categories, tithes, offerings, living expenses, what was said earlier. And I think, well, if we look at it from the Christian perspective on money with tithes and offerings, which are not the same thing, by the way, um, is that. We, one of the things that we have to learn, well, I think I've learned, I had to self-discipline on doing, yes. uh, which we talked about 
like episodes. I think the last episode was two episodes ago. Yeah, at some point. Anyways, <laughs> we talked about it. Um, is that yeah, like we have to learn to discipline ourselves by always giving God like the first share of what we earn. So something I think I learned was you give your offering and your tithes in the begin, like when you get your paycheck, instead of when waiting until the end of that period to give it. So like just you know giving it first. And if you're still on allowance, I think it's also good practice to discipline yourself from a young age to do that. And I think for tithes, it's pre-tax. I remember. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and ta- yeah, and tithes is counted ten percent pre-tax, so not not after tax deducted. So yeah. you're, is it so like gain? say if you get two k, and then after tax is like what one point five k. That ten percent is from the two k. Yeah, not, yeah. Not from even though okay, you so only then get. It's like you 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 save more money. No, you don't know tithes. Like you have to pay your ten percent. T- yeah, well, yeah. Tithes. Yeah, your let's say your. So income. you pay two hundred dollars. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Instead of one fifty. Instead oh, of one fifty. Yeah. yeah. Pre tax. So it's pre tax, but yeah. Um, because well, the Bible says you cannot serve two masters, and I think one of the way to guard against falling into that sin of loving money is. Um, yeah, in that way. That's one way for you to recognize whether you love money mm. or not, actually. Yeah. Like, if you start feeling like, I am not willing, yeah, yeah. be careful. That's like a signal. Mm, true. Um, what else? When it comes to working, you need to remember, if you are in uni, if you are in high school, you are responsible to yourself, only mm. to yourself. Even though you have group assignments, you are also responsible to other people, but there are always measures like, say, your lecturer or your teacher might interfere in saying that, okay, you didn't do your work, you get zero, but the others still get their marks. But when you are working, it doesn't work that way. You are responsible to yourself and also to other people. Um, let's say, for example, if you are working in a team, you're working in team A, and then there are like three other teams. If you don't finish your work, the three other teams cannot start their work. And that might delay the whole project and then everything just gets into a really big mess. So you need to, that's, I guess, what I would say, what do you need to keep, what you need to keep in mind while you're working? Because like what we mentioned before, you are like an agent of yeah, I was gonna an say, ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to like bring that back. Yeah, because like, I, that's, I think it's another example of what sets you apart from your colleagues and and this works with uni or like colleagues at work or peers in uni. We will have annoying group assignments. We will. Like you won't always get lucky with your group members. And I think if you work in an office, you don't get to choose nah, who you're you working you with, don't. right? But like I think one of the re- one of the practical things that sets us apart of as agents, like as ambassadors of Christ, is that how we respond. So like even though, you know, sometimes you have to take an extra mile because your teammate isn't doing properly. You know, it's some, those are things, part of the self-denial and part of, you know, being, yeah, agents of Christ. And being an adult. And being an adult, yeah. Because, like he says, like, if you, if you fall behind and you decide to just, you know, be that annoying member and say, like, if you're not working, I'm not working, then the work won't get done. And everyone, it is a spiral for everyone that goes downhill. So, like, yeah. To end the episode quickly, I just want to say something. I guess the overall umbrella term is, like, I guess know your purpose. If you're in high school, if you are being financial, if you're financially supporting yourself, then of course you need to work to get your money. But if you're not, you're a high school student. You have to know your place that you're not working solely for money, right? 
so I guess at the end you just need to know your okay prayer read the bible you need to know your like your calling so okay before we end this episode we'll let these two guests do you guys have any last words um you can go first you can go first yeah look there is no recipe for adulting that's true as from what you've seen from the past two episodes we still have questions and we still de- we ask questions no no oh yeah one episode like the other sec the other that's sessions true. like we also still learning and we sometimes we have no idea what we're doing we also ask other people who are older than us who we think are more mature than us um even though i said self discipline it's it might seem like a really fluffy word but it's really hard to do it like even even i'm struggling with it it's not like mm. that easy fighting spiritual barrenness and all of that mm. self discipline is there and it's quite hard to do so take your time when you are planning things and learn to have self discipline bit by bit you build it up and it's a slow burning thing um for me i guess i just want to say um you will never always have it all figured out And I know that sounds cliche but it's true. You know, I feel like um we have that pressure of having to know what we're going to do and needing to find the answers and everything. So um more often than not, I think as you grow older, you'll see that you don't you won't have everything like all together all the time and I think that's okay. And so when that happens is textbook answer, but I but <laughs> like um seriously, uh read the Bible, keep praying and join a community. I think it's really it's good for your mental health, spiritual health for yourself in general. And yeah, um growing, you will ne- you will always grow. Like it's not something that you'll achieve at some point in life. So take it easy on yourself, don't be too hard and yeah, it's it's okay. I think yeah. To the people sitting the HSC in the next two months. <laughs> hang in there. Good luck. Um, good luck. <laughs> It will pass. Well, thank you very much guys for being on our podcast and <laughs> featuring your great answers to our <laughs> questions. Um maybe we'll see you guys one day, I don't know, on this ep- on a different episode. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Um but yeah, thank you. Um Stay thank- till the end. Stay till the end of this episode. What is it? Follow our Instagram. our website watch our youtube videos and that's it yeah well bye <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening bye <laughs> you need to say bye to laughing in his face bye bye <laughs>